Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is William Branham. He is a retired Navy SEAL and the founder of Naked Warrior CBD, which we have had a sponsor of the show before, and we talked about it a lot. He's been on this is the second time back on the show. He was one of, I think, like the first 10 or 15 episodes I did, but thankfully, he was one of his first 10 or 15 podcasts, so he didn't realize how bad I sucked at that time. So we kind of jump into that, but uh, this is just a good dude. Like, I, I uh, he funny, personable, good personality, great story. Um, this is a guy that's going to become uh, definitely a big name on the scene. He's going to be one of those people that everybody knows as one of those Navy SEALs that's just out there. He's all over social media, and I think he's got a great message, and I think he's got a, a great story, and I think he's got a great thing to say, and he can help a lot of people. So on top of his background with CBD and helping with anxiety and depression and physical aches and mental concerns and all the stuff that he's worked out with his Naked, Recovery, Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, he also now runs Five Seal Secrets, which is a leadership coaching and consulting to help get the most out of you, even if it's just 1% better every day from any sort of business to personal development, just helping you fire on all cylinders and having a third party come in and expose some of those weaknesses through his acronym Naked. We'll talk about during this uh, podcast, you'll hear how he kind of uses that as a daily mantra in life and helps you do the same. And I loved it. I think it's awesome. I'm going to look at it absolutely every day, see the show notes, check the links, definitely get his newsletter, definitely go and uh, get on his mailing list and definitely talk to him. If you're looking for somebody to bring on, I hope you be the best you can be in your own life or in your own business. I highly suggest you link up with this gentleman because he's a great leader and inspirational man and just a good, relatable guy. And uh, I feel like that those are the best coaches are the people that I feel like I can be open with, I can relate to. They're not going to judge me. They're there to help me. They can make me feel a little bit relaxed. So he does all those things, man. He checks the box. And I think he's just a freaking awesome dude. So killer literally is just such a badass dude. He's a, uh, He's a very alpha man's man. So when you get guys like that that are willing to talk about opening up and being vulnerable, I think it sets a good precedent for everybody because we need to be more open about who we are and exposing weaknesses to help not only uh, figure out where our weaknesses are, but get us used to being open to exposing those so we can change them, fix them, and be the best versions of ourselves, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us and be better leaders. So he is everything you would want to see in a leader and a good guy and a model American. So I very much appreciate him coming back on. He is welcome absolutely anytime. Follow him, check him out, follow him on social media, check out his newsletters, get his CBD, anything that I can do to help promote that fine young man, I always will. So William Bryan, thank you so much for coming on. Also, Go to nicknicknick.com slash links for all the ways to follow me on social media from Instagram to TikTok to Facebook to all those different things. The way that we keep getting amazing guests like William Brandon to come on and share their knowledge and give you guys some tips and tricks to be better about life and business is by just interacting on social media. Please give it a thumbs up, give it a, a like, share it, tag somebody in it, tell people that it was an awesome clip. When you see me post the clips of William from this episode, let them know that you watched it, you listened to it, you appreciated it, you're seeing it, and that's how we get to keep this thing going. While you're on nicknick.com slash links, you can always subscribe to this podcast as well on YouTube or any platform you find your podcast on. Please definitely just hit that subscribe button. Definitely follow us along as we continue to grow and get amazing guests and bring you better, better content. While you're also there, 
what I really want to do is real estate with you guys. So if you're looking to get into real estate, whether you're looking to buy properties from me, whether you want to sell properties to me, or whether you don't even really know what you want to do, you know, you just want to get into real estate somehow, you want to have a conversation, maybe we partner on some level, just text me. Text the word real estate to 516-540-5733. Again, 516-540-5733 is the most direct way to start a conversation with me about doing some real estate together, whether it's your first deal or your next deal. I don't care what your experience are. If you want to get in the game, let's have a conversation about it. Also, nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets if you're looking for a free newsletter and some tips and checklists on how to bring more value to your buyers, whether you're a real estate wholesaler, broker, or agent, that checklist can absolutely help you. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, William Brandon. I'm going to expedite this. Um, so if this comes out, it's probably right around Thanksgiving now. I hope everybody had a great holiday. I hope you guys are closing your year strong. Let's definitely connect, definitely connect with him. Thank you for supporting the A-Game Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. My guest today is an entrepreneur and retired U.S. Navy SEAL, currently fighting out of Hawaii, and he has served many missions, served on many SEAL teams, and was a SEAL sniper instructor, as well as been all over the world, has tons of experiences we're going to jump into. He found alleviation to his mental and physical struggles from years of being a complete and total badass and eliminated prescription drugs and alcohol abuse to land on CBD. He has gone on to be the founder of Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, which I've talked a ton about on this podcast over the last year or two. And now he brings those same benefits that have helped him to veterans, first responders, and civilians all over the world. More importantly, he is now running five SEAL secrets, and he's teaching corporate execs, businesses, and CEOs to think like a SEAL. He is back to talk about all things CBD, all things William Branham, all things Navy SEALs, top five SEAL secrets and trainings. Welcome back. Let's get naked, William Branham. I love that intro. That was awesome. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. It's funny, dude. You're you're uh, you're such a good guy because you you look back. It reminds me of when uh like when I first started like fighting and I was like a blue belt and you think like I'm so good and you look back and you're like, man, what was I thinking? I was terrible. I listened back to our first podcast and I was like, man, this poor guy. I did such a shit job and you were such a good guy, man. So I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting a second chance to to make a first impression here. That, you know that was one of my first podcasts. Uh, almost ever it was i'm sure it was the top first 10 that i ever did and uh and and since then i've done i think a little over 400 podcast interviews uh since then holy crap i, I get i get around so you didn't even know i sucked at that point so i'm i'm i'm, I'm okay <laughs> Dude, i i sucked way worse than you i was just following your lead you're the, you're the man you're <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, so uh, anybody, anybody that wants to listen to, we, we had you on the uh, the prior podcast, so I won't dig up too much of the, uh, of the other stuff, but I know there's a million different directions you can go in, but for anybody who is uh, hearing about you for the first time and hasn't listened to the first episode, can you give a quick 30,000 foot view of who you are and where you came from? Quick 30,000 foot. So uh, originally I'm from Meridian, Mississippi, or a town just outside of Meridian, Mississippi, poor, uh, poor white trash kid, um, heavily involved in the Boy Scouts. I was called poor white trash. Uh, a few times in my childhood um, to my face and probably a lot more behind my back. But, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up, I had kind of a mediocre mindset because I don't think I had like good role models. I did have role models in the Boy Scouts. So that was, you know, I kind of gravitated towards, towards those guys, which led me to being interested in, in the military. And, uh, and I think, you know, a lot of my role models growing up were, was like uh, John Rambo, uh, John Wayne, Chuck Norris, those uh, Kung Fu theater, 
So I wanted to be a ninja when I grew up, still do. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I knew I wanted to be part of some small elite military organization, although I didn't really know what that was. Uh, that went to this national jamboree that the Boy Scout organization that I was a part of paid for me to go because I was that involved. Uh, and I met a kid. He was like, yeah, when I graduate high school, I'm going to go to the Naval Academy. I'm going to fly F-14 Tomcats like in Top Gun, and I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. I'm like, that's cool. I want to do that too. What's a Navy SEAL? He explained it to me, and I was like, yep, that's what I want to do. I came back from that jamboree. The Navy recruiter called me, and I said, hey, man, have you ever thought about joining the Navy? And quite honestly, prior to that, I was like, the Navy was the very last, absolute last. Uh, it was actually a no-go. That was no-go criteria uh, for me. But uh, I, um, I was like, well, I want to go to the Naval Academy. I want to fly up 14 Tomcats, and I want to be a Navy SEAL. The guy was like, recruiter was like, come on down. I got, I got something for you. And so I went down there and watched this really terrible movie. And eventually I, I joined the Navy. Uh, I eventually made my way to SEAL training to BUDS three years after joining. Uh, we can talk about that if you want. And uh, spent 26 years in the Navy, retired, uh, started a company called uh, Nalu Strategic Solutions. I wasn't stoked. On, I thought I was going to be happy doing that. I, I wasn't just because of the weird grind that I was not uh, a accustomed to or the rejection that I was accustomed to. Uh, I was struggling. I started Naked Word Recovery for, with CBD. And now we fast forward and I'm, I'm doing leadership coaching, business coaching, mindset coaching, and speaking from stage. And this is probably the happiest I've ever been in a super long time. Dude, that, that's such a great thing to hear, man. I love that uh, you've come so far, like such a short amount of time, man. And uh, right from the beginning, I, I always, I liked your energy, man. You've always been a really good guy. And uh, you're just, I feel like you're somebody who's really easy to root for, you know? So watching you kind of find yourself after hearing about the background that you kind of struggled to get through some stuff. Uh, you know, I, I know we'll talk a little bit more about them, but you, I've heard you mention multiple times, like the hardest battle you had was becoming a civilian and kind of transitioning and stuff like that. So I think- yeah hearing and seeing like that you look comfortable in your own skin again you kind of found found that fire again man i think that's freaking fantastic and you deserve it so so congratulations on all you have found yeah. and all you're about to do thank you and i'm stoked i'm stoked for the process well the most important part i think is like all these things you're doing the real question people want to know is did you ever get back to jujitsu no not not like <laughs> i want to no <laughs> it's it's on the list the list is long <laughs> fair enough i will i will I'll, I'll make an excuse i'm gonna make an excuse it's you know i've i've been this last year i've been traveling um i've probably been on the road i can tell you i can tell you how much money i've spent on flights you know flying from hawaii <laughs> to to the mainland it's a lot uh it's yeah it's i've spent you know yeah tens of thousands fair of enough. dollars in flights and fair so the, not a lot of time like i need to spend time at home with the family more than i do have to prioritize. Yeah, I totally get it. If it's between uh, hanging out with the family, go rolling around with a bunch of dudes, I can definitely see how the preference would be to hang out with the family, especially if you've been gone. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you back there. But the jujitsu community would love to have you anytime you're ready to be part of it, sir. We got you covered there. But so as far as um, uh, before we jump into the SEAL Team Secrets, uh, how's everything going with Naked War, War Recovery? Because that's uh, something that I've been taking for a while now. And we've talked in past episodes about the benefits of CBD, but like transitioning from jujitsu guys that are listening to it. I remember not thinking the CBD worked for me. And then I ran out of it one weekend and all of a sudden I was like, man, what is wrong with me? I was like my neck, my, and all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, like the, I don't have the CBD. And I didn't even realize that stuff didn't hurt anymore until I stopped taking it. And it did. And that's when I was like, okay, like, I'm in, I'm hooked. And I, and I had to take it for like a solid 30, 45 days 
But I think that's where people take it for a few days and they go, oh, it doesn't work. So your stuff has been awesome, man. I love the gummies. I love the drops. I love all of it. And obviously, I feel like CBD has come a very long way in general since the last time we talked. So how have things been going with your company? Uh, they, they were going really good for a while. And then I ran out like at the same time. <laughs> I ran out of my two best-selling products. I ran out of the energy drink and I ran out of the super greens, which don't have CBD in them at all. And, say, and so my margins went in half. And then they went in half again. And I was like, oh my God, get it back together. Hold on. And so, <laughs> you know, it, I can't make excuses. It was 100% my fault. I need, to, I have to own responsibility of my own inventory where I pass the responsibility off to the, my shipper and the inventory it was just jacked clearly. Um, and so, but I got new products in, I got new, I don't have uh, greens yet, but uh, new energy drink. I got some new products, uh, new sleep products. And, uh, and, and so, we're we're moving we're moving back in the right direction again. Awesome, man. Is there has there been any like breakthroughs or technology on CBD? Like I know they were breaking out into like CBN and some other stuff over the last couple of years. Any any new like uh, growth things or or changes in the product since then? So I most of my products are are broad spectrum, which means we remove that molecule THC. Uh, I do have a sleep formula that has uh, three milligrams of CBN in it, twenty five milligrams of CBD, and and three milligrams of melatonin one of my favorite products. But uh, one of the things that we've, I was hesitant to do this in the beginning, and now I'm glad I did, is I'm leaning more towards the THC side of it as well, bringing the THC component back in. And so uh, I have a, a new sleep gummy that has one milligram of THC in it. So it's really just a, it's a full, it's a full spectrum product. And then I have, it has 30 milligrams of uh, CBD, three milligrams of CBN and three milligrams of, of melatonin. Um, and the other product, which is a little more risque, but it, you know, it's, it is a, one of my favorites for sure for sleep and just like turn down, turn off the, you know, the, the, the noise and, and just, it, it helps me drink so much less. And it's this other gummy that has 30 milligrams of CBD and five milligrams of THC, hemp derived THC. It's all federally legal. Uh, and I can go into like the law and how all that stuff works, but you know, I take it about an hour before bed. And then I'm just like, dude, I don't need, like, I'm ready to shut my face. And so I get some of the best sleep ever rather than like this bad habit of like, oh, let me just go have a cocktail. Oh, maybe one more. Oh, <laughs> and it's just, it's really just habit. It's not like I need it to sleep. It's just habit. But, you know, when I, when I incorporated the, 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 the well, I call them the buzzing gummies, cause you get a little bit of a booze buzz, but you don't have a hangover the next day. It's amazing. Um, and, uh, and I incorporated that into, into my, my nightly routine and my sleep is awesome. That's fantastic, man. I, I love what you said about no hangover on there. The, when I talk to people and they go, especially like sleep stuff, like it really makes all the difference. If, if you have just enough, like I, when people go, well, I can't have the THC, like I had a really bad experience and I'm like, well, when did you take it last? Like, Oh, my, my buddy gave me a brownie at a party oh, once yeah. and I was like, well, it's yeah, dude, you, thing, you were yeah. overserved. Like if, if, if your first experience with alcohol was, oh yeah, man, this one time somebody gave me a whole bottle of tequila and I drank it and I felt like shit. It's like, yeah, you were overserved. Like you probably had 70 yeah, milligrams. You've never had it before, but like three to five milligrams, you know, before bed, like that's enough that makes me sleep that I don't feel like all crazy or higher stoned, but I get a good night's sleep and I don't wake up feeling like all groggy or like Benadryl dot man. So like if people are looking at it, think that that they like since things have been regulated and they actually dosage them out, like it's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, and, and you know the products, and again, this is hemp derived. It's not 
it's not marijuana derived. It's uh, so it's a different, it's a different strain. There's a lot of stuff going on with it. It's just, you're very mellow. You get a little bit, a little bit of a buzz and you're like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive after taking it. Um, but for sure, like an hour before bed, peace out. Nice, man. Nice. Um, one of the things, I don't know if this is going to be part of the, the five seal secrets, but you, you mentioned accountability earlier, which, uh, you know, I it was really good because of course you were like it ran out my fault i take responsibility and i feel like that that's always a big piece of success especially like you're never going to not hear that from a navy seal and we were talking about a uh, jocko who has been dodging me mats man but i'm gonna get him <laughs> but so as far as accountability and stuff like that to so people that are in business that listen to this especially like we'll talk about your corporate training and all that kind of stuff but how important have you found when you talk to clients and now you're dealing with them on the coaching side is the accountability. And I guess a follow-up to that is, is that something like you immediately look for and point out to them? Because I, I look at it as sometimes you, you go, you want to get a new car. Oh, you know what? I want to get a Jeep. And then you see, see, start seeing Jeeps everywhere. When I realized how important accountability was, I immediately see when people don't have it. And it's like, you, you can't unsee it. It's crazy. Right. And you know, most of the clients that I have, when they come to me, they're like, I need it. I need someone to hold me accountable. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to be that guy. I mean, I can be, you know, for, you know, I've got some clients for, they hire me for fitness and, uh, and I'm not like a, I don't have like a fitness background, but I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I can help them get through that. And I can hold them accountable because I make them keep a spreadsheet in a Google, you know, in a, in a Google drive that I can go and update. And they're like, I want you to yell at me. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so I can do that. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that I, but so I have one, one coaching client, she has a, a marketing agency and she's like, I want you to tell me what to do. And then I'm going to go do it. And then for her, she's like, she just can't stand the fact that she didn't get something done for our next coaching call. And so I don't beat her up, but it's just the fact that she has to show up and tell me that she didn't do it. Just having that level of accountability. Like, I don't want to show up and, and be a failure. I don't want to let my coach down. I don't want to let someone else down. Like, I don't care how you get accountability, how it works in your brain. Like you shouldn't be more like, I don't want to let myself down, but if it's, I don't want to let someone else down, that's awesome. Go with that. If that's the thing that sticks with you, go do that. That's extremely good advice. Cause I feel like that is for, for somebody like me, that was the biggest thing when I had a good coach that actually knew how to how to talk to me. I think that that's a great thing you said right there, because if I miss something, I'm beating myself up worse than anybody. And then if I get on and then my coach beats me up too, I'm like, I, I didn't need that. And, and I had this happen recently with one of mine and she was just so good about like, Hey, like something's up with you. And I was like, I know, like, I'm stressed out about this. I didn't get this done. And it was kind of like, well, like, I'm not here to make you feel worse about that. Let's fix that. And I was like, you don't know what a relief it was that you're like, like helping build me up from this, not tear me down. So I think that that again right. comes down to probably knowing how to be a good leader on your side of it. So let, let's start to dig deep into this. So five seal secrets. How does this, how did this come about? What's the premise of it? Like bring us to the oranges of it and then we'll start to dig in deep. So I think the, 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 the premise of it was, so I already had this, this uh, tagline, get naked, which was really about take that ego off, take that armor off, take that baggage that you're carrying around off. Take that off so you can find the healing, expose yourself, uh, be vulnerable so you can find the healing that you actually need. And it took me a long time, a lot of bravery. And it's, you know, people are like, oh, you're a Navy SEAL. You're not scared of anything. Dude, I'm scared to fail. I'm scared to look weak. I'm scared to like show weakness in any way, shape or form. Uh, and I have been my entire life. And it wasn't until, you know, I went through this whole journey that I've been on to 
you know, be brave enough to ask for help, to reach out to people and say, Hey, I need help with whatever it is. And I think one of the things that helped me with that was, you know, I like helping people. And I was talking to someone one day and she's in like, uh, she was like in the psychology world or whatever. And she was like, so how do you feel when someone, when you help someone? And I said, I feel awesome. Like I love helping people. And she says, well, why are you taking, why are you robbing someone else the joy of helping you? And I was like, you, can you not do that to me again? <laughs> Cause that, that sucked. Um, and so then I had to be brave enough to ask for help and like, but then, you know, there's a trust factor involved. So I have to find people that I trust enough to ask for help to like to show vulnerability. And now I have less of a problem showing vulnerability. You know, we were talking about Jocko earlier and, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, we were talking about, you know, when I get on stage, uh, I have, I have a fear of public speaking. I love it, but I'm fucking terrified of it. And, uh, and you know, when I get on stage, one of the things I do is I almost hundred percent of the time say, okay, I just want to preface this with, I'm more comfortable in a gunfight than I am speaking in front of people because I've been trained on how to like be in a gunfight and win. I haven't had a lot of training, even though they did, you know, I, I spoke in front of hundreds of people in the SEAL teams, you know, but it was like, let's talk about the mission. Let's do this and that and whatever. It wasn't like get on stage and try to inspire people and teach them things and, and things like that. I mean, I, you know, I taught sniper school and things like that, but I'm like, I, you know, I could forget what I'm going to say. I probably will. I have ADHD. I got some TBI. My brain doesn't work the way it's supposed to, but you know what? If I screw up, it's cool. Like, cause you just go in there like, Oh, and you know, the last time I did this, I was up in Chicago and uh, like the people that came on after me, actually there was a, there was a world-class kickboxer. Sorry. It, I had a lot going on. Um, <laughs> it was a world, there was a, a world champion kickboxer that came on like two people after me. And he was like, bro, I, I was terrified. I was more scared speaking on that stage than I was when I fought for the world championship. And I'm like, I know, I got it. Uh, so, you know, me getting up there and just being vulnerable and like, I'm on it. Hey, I, I'm scared. Like when I, and usually when I first start talking, I'm a little stuttery and like jittery and you can hear it in my voice. So I just say stuff. Until I like, okay, now we can, we can start, you know, and then I get more comfortable and, and it's all good. But uh, for sure, when I, when I speak, I, um, I, I, I do the quote uh, by Teddy Roosevelt, man in the arena. Have you heard that quote? Freaking and I do love the long that, version. Dude. And, and I do the long version and it takes me about two minutes uh, to, to, to put it out there. And, uh, and I was doing that at another speaking event in, in uh, California and, um, and, the words flew right out of my head. And that was, if you know, if you've ever heard of Tom, uh, Zig Ziglar, yeah. he was like Tony Robbins before there was Tony Robbins. His son, sure. Tom Ziglar was speaking right after me. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, totally, <laughs> I did a good job. And then I'm like three sentences towards the end. And it like the words just left my head. And I was like, Oh, you know what? This is what I'm talking about. Except failure. I totally forgot the words. So give me a second while I rewind and then I'll get the words out and, and finish the thing. But uh, I have no idea what your question was. I just started talking. And, and, and <laughs> no, that was awesome, dude. So I'll forgive you this time for coming to Chicago and not hitting me up. So I, I owe you a deep dish the next, next time, time you're in town, for sure. And uh, so, no, the question was just basically, how did this come about? But you kind of said the, so the person you were talking to basically oh, gave you yeah. like, hey, why are you yeah. robbing people of like the stuff that you have to offer? Yeah. So, so one of the things I did is I, I hired a coach. I actually have several coaches now. Um, and one of the coaches during, you know, during the pandemic and whatever, we, we, it's a mastermind. We, we, we meet, we, we meet weekly. And uh, he was like, everyone in this group 
should have a signature presentation. And a signature presentation is something, it's like your TED Talk. It's like, it's something that you're an expert in. And it's something that you can deliver in 10 minutes, or you can deliver it over 90 minutes. And it can be about real estate, it can be about mortgages, it can be about whatever. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I have this, you know, I have the get naked mindset as sort of my, my tagline. And so in, you know, let's, let's embrace that. And so I just turned naked into a, into an acronym and I was going to do get naked into an acronym, but it was just too long to cover in 10 minutes. So naked is the acronym. And so uh, naked, it stands for, it's, it's an, uh, it stands for the, the N stands for never quit. The A is accept failure. The K is to kill me mediocrity. The E is exposure fears and D is do the work. And you can get, you know, a, a copy of this at fivestealsecrets.com. Put your name and email in there and I send an email to you and, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's on a Google Drive. So you can just basically, you, you download it and then read it. And I've, it's like, I've gotten such awesome feedback from that, like how it's impacted so many people's lives. I'm, 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 I'm happy with the result of it. But it was because someone was like, hey, go do this. And then I, I created, the, I created the, the, the presentation and then I created the document of five seal secrets to kind of go along with the presentation. So when I give the presentation, I, you know, I give it away there, there at the, uh, at, from stage. So people can go back and like, read, like, what is, what is accept like, What is, what do you mean by kill mediocrity? And, and, and kind of go through, you know, you can go back and, and read over it. Dude, that's so cool. What great advice too. I never thought about that before. That's, that's going to be my takeaway. Get the, get something you can do to, cause I have a bunch of stuff that I could talk about for five minutes or five days but I don't have it structured in a way that like on the fly, like you said, Hey, can you do 10? Can you do 30? Can I do 50? So I think it's freaking awesome. And especially going like on brand for what you did too, how perfect to just parlay it right off of what you already have in place too. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was scary. I was like, I don't I have no <laughs> idea if I'm doing this right. And then I gave my presentation to the group and they're like, Oh, that's awesome. Keep going. And so I just grew from there. And then I gave it on a podcast and the guy like, like the, I think the first guy I gave it to on a podcast, like a little bit longer version, he was like, I want you to speak at my next event. And so I came to his event and then he brought me out to other events. And so now we're from, you know, from that it's, you know, we've, we're working on uh, building a, a brand called man-made, helping men become men again, helping, you know, highly ambitious men surround themselves by other highly ambitious men and, and going around and, and doing hard things. So back in July or August, I think August, we went and climbed the Grand Teton. And from a guy that lives at sea level, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. And, and uh, at the end of March, we're going to do rim to rim to rim of the Grand Canyon. Um, so it's like 48 miles and it's about 20 hours to do. So looking forward to that, getting my, getting my butt kicked over there too. That's pretty awesome, man. I just, uh, I have a guy on tomorrow, uh, Dean Canassis, and he's a ultra marathon runner. And he talked about all this crazy stuff, doing like these 150 mile races and running the Silk Road and all this kind of stuff, man. So 20 hours around the tip of the Grand Canyon is probably right up his alley too, dude. I don't know if I'm man enough for that type of stuff. <laughs> You're man enough. You can do it. I, I like it. So it's interesting too, because you, um, you have your delivery, but you know, you don't fit necessarily the normal, like Jocko, I think fits what people are like, a Navy SEAL doesn't smile. They don't have fun. Like they're just, they're just like intense, intense, intense. And obviously he plays it really well, but you get up there and, and like you said, being nervous and talking about, you know, your, your insecurities and your weaknesses and your fears and all those kinds of things, you're so relatable. And I feel like that that's something that probably plays really well when like people like like oh because i think the civilians feel so disconnected to what a navy seal is because you guys are like the alphas of the alphas of the alphas so i love that you're kind of out there like yeah i do all this amazing stuff 
but it's it's just the control of fear. It's not the absence of it. And everybody has these things regardless of what it is. And I think it's a really important thing to paint that picture because when I think somebody realizes that you're bridging that gap, that we are all the same, I think it gives people that reassurance or like at least that hope or, or something clicks of like, oh, he's a normal person too. And I'm a normal person. And if I really want something bad enough, like I can go after it and I am capable of doing stuff. So I think when people see somebody who's like them doing amazing stuff, it inspires people to go out and do more amazing stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I, Jocko, that's his brand. I mean, he was like that in the teens. I knew Jocko, I, I trained it at Throwdown when I was, when I lived in San Diego. So I've, you know, I've rolled with Jocko. I, like, and what you see is like just just the person that he is. Um, but, you know, you, the, I would say the three most famous seals out there is Jocko, Goggins, and Rob O'Neill. Because Rob shot Bin Laden. And, but a lot of people don't know Rob. But everyone knows around the world knows Jocko and Goggins. And they're like, how are you doing? Like, and they're just like super intense and, and a little bit intimidating. And, and, uh, and, and then they, they meet me and I'm just like a regular guy. And I'm like, I can do that, but that's not me being authentic. And, uh, and so when I'm, and, and, and I know where I came from, like, like I said in the beginning, I'm just a, like a regular kid. I'm kind of mediocre at best, but I have, you know, I wanted to do something extraordinary and I didn't let anything stand in my way. I, I went and accomplished it and I'm still trying to do those things. And it's really, about changing the way that you think it's not about being like some superhero that no one can relate to it's about like i'm just a regular guy and i i have fear and i have failure and i have success and i have uh you know uh self self-doubt and emotion and uh and but i have to like work through all of those things but the the message is if you want it it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from you can get it like this thing of this world we're world of entitlement that's kind of being shoved down our throat i'm like dude, that's the stupidest thing on the planet that's like that makes people weak that makes them mediocre and that's what i'm when i talk about killing mediocrity i'm like go ahead and like do awesome things go out and compete and uh because that's how you kill mediocrity you compete against yourself you compete around with the people around you you compete in kindness you compete in gratitude you compete in 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 uh um in in everything that you can do but most importantly, you learn to compete against your ego because your ego tells you, knows exactly what to tell you to make you quit, to make you not work out, to make you not go and attack your goals for the day, for the week, to make you like hit the snooze button and not get up when you're supposed to, to not keep the promises to yourself. And that's, that's really what it's all about. It's like, hey, I'm just a regular guy. You're a regular guy or girl. You can go do it. And I think one of the things that like brought that home was the story about me starting Naked Warrior Recovery. I met a girl. Like I was taking CBD, it had a positive impact on my life. And then I was at a, at a business uh, conference and I met a girl that was in the CBD industry and really I was uh, kind of lost and I wanted her to hire me. I'm like, I've lost my purpose and my mission and my team. Maybe you're my new purpose, mission and team selling CBD. You teach me, you mentor me, whatever. And she was like, why don't you start your own CBD company? And I said, I don't know how to do that. And she said, you are a Navy SEAL. You can figure it out. And I asked her politely for my man card back and to not, <laughs> not give up ever again. But it was like this weird, like she had more faith in me than I had in my own self. And so that's really what I want to like share is like it, anyone can do anything they want. You just have to keep going until you get there. You have to accept the failure that's going to happen. You just not quit. Like have the goal in mind, have the clarity, the focus that you want to go and, and achieve this thing. 
it's probably not going to be a straight line and it's not going to happen the way you thought it was going to happen. I mean, the things that I'm doing now are not things that I ever thought I would do, but now I have my clarity. I have my focus. I know the direction of my life that I want to go. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens through the process of grinding and just moving forward, not sitting still and feeling sorry for yourself. If you move forward, you're going to find your way to where you want to be. And so there's this thing that happens on the battlefield that I like to share. You know, when we're in a gunfight, there's three things you have to do really well, shoot, move, and communicate. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of stuff really quickly. Cool. Uh, you have to shoot, move, and communicate, and you can only do one of these things really well at a time. People like to multitask and, and whatever. But um, when, I, when I train new leaders in a gunfight, me as a senior leader, I'll get in there and I'll position myself next to that new leader. And his job is to make the calls. My job is to critique him. And if he needs help, give him a little bit of help. And so he'll make a call and then we move on the battlefield. And then every time you move on the battlefield, every time you move in life, you move uh, your situation that you're going through, your perspective changes. And so as you're maneuvering on this battlefield of life that we're, that we're living, we're going through, as long as you keep moving, your perspective is going to change. You know, you may be hardcore, you know, uh, think about things in a very specific way. But then when you're exposed to different things and you see things from a different angle, that's where debates are really great. Debates, not arguments. Where you, you point counterpoint, you get to see, you know, different, different angles of the argument so you can change the decisions that you make. And so as I went through this whole, you know, uh, continuing to move on my own battle, my own life battlefield, I was able to make different decisions. And now I know where I need to go. I didn't, I was kind of lost for a long time, but I just kept moving forward until I found where I wanted to go and what I need to do. And so now I'm moving forward in that direction. Dude, that's freaking awesome. I think that that's a huge piece that, you know, I, I think the last time you were on, we were talking about it. It comes up a lot as far as business and just life is making decisions. And I see that a lot of people don't make decisions. And I, you know, I use that quote, the road of life is filled with flattened squirrels who cannot make a decision. Like you got to pick a side or else like you're going nowhere. So one of the things that I, I've been seeing more of a common theme of is people are scared to make a decision because they're a afraid of, of making the wrong decision, but it's more kind of like, well, if I pick this, what if I miss that on that? And if I pick this, and I think that they assume that in business, every decision you make is, is so final that that's it. And I think what you just went through there is so important of like, I'm going to go down this business route. And you thought you were doing this one thing. And then you just were open to the path and it eventually got you to where you are. And now you found your thing. And like we started off saying, like, you're happier, you feel better, like you're excited, like you're rejuvenated. So but that decision came from a series of decisions that kept putting you towards the path of where you are today. So for people who are listening now, like what advice would you give about being able to make a decision in business and having them understand that it's going to be pivoting. That is part of like figuring out what you want and what you don't want to get you really to, to where you are today. And it even still might look different three years from now. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just, you, you said it, it was, you, you have to take action. Imperfect action is better than no action. It doesn't matter what it is. You, we have this fear of like missing out on things. Oh, if I do this and I'm not going to get to do that, make a decision and move in a direction. It doesn't matter what the direction is, but if you stay stagnant, you know, it's like, uh, um, let's just say you're on a, a survival scenario and we're just surviving through life and you come across two water sources. One is stagnant water and one is a little stream that's moving. Which one are you going to drink out of? 
you're going to drink out of the, the, the stagnant water that has dead fish in it and, <laughs> you know, nothing else? Or are you going to drink out of the, the water that's moving? Everything that we do in our life, we need to be moving. If we stop, then we become stagnant and we, become, we start to decay and, and things like that. As long as we're moving, we provide life. We, we have a purpose. We, we continue to, it doesn't matter if it's going in the right direction. As long as you're moving, you're going to continue to see a different perspective on, the, on, the, on that battlefield of life. And so that, that's really the thing that we have to do. Just make a decision and move forward. It doesn't matter if it's a bad decision. One of the things that I think we fail at the most is we try to hide our failures or we're ashamed of the failures that we have. I look at failure as like, you know, these, these plaques and things behind me. There's like, these are not plaques or trophies of success. They're trophies of failure. The things that I failed at that got me to where I am today. Like these are, it's, it's not about like, I did it great. I did it terrible. I failed at so many things to make it to where I was. And then I still failed at even more things, but I put those failures out there. And those are the things, those are the lessons that I learned. And those are the foundations for my success. And that's really the, the you know, the, the A is accept failure. And when you talk about getting naked. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com. Go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I love that, man. So let, let's do like a quick rundown on that. So let's start with the A. Tell me what the, what the N is again, right from the beginning. The N is, uh, again, for, for naked, N is, stands for never quit. And when I say never quit, I don't mean never quit smoking or drinking or porn or drugs or things like that. I mean, never quit on yourself. Never quit on, on trying to improve the situation that you're in. So if you, let's just say, for example, you want to start a business, you want to get a degree, whatever it is, you know what the process is that's in place. And oftentimes it's very overwhelming. And you know, the harder it is, the more overwhelming we can get, overwhelmed we can get. And I would say that's a good thing because there's a saying out there that says the 1% do what the 99% refuse to do. And most of them, that 99%, they started it and they quit. So what you do is you take that thing, that process, that plan, whatever it is, that end goal, and you chop up the things that you need to do into bite-sized, easily, easy to consume pieces. And you do one of those things every day. That doesn't matter if you do 10 of those a day, but you have to do at least one thing a day. And every time you do that, you get a little bit closer. I call those creating small victories. And so, for example, I use uh, Hell Week as an example. Hell Week is the most famous training in, you know, uh, in SEAL training. It's, week one, it's one week of 26 weeks in, in BUDS. And one thing is constant in Hell Week, other than you're cold, you're wet, you're miserable, and you don't sleep. It's they feed you four times a day. So it doesn't matter how much it sucks, how much you're tired of carrying that boat around on your head, how many times you, uh, how badly you're, you're jackhammering there in the surf zone. All you have to do is make it to that next meal because you know that evolution is going to end. All you got to do is make it to that next meal. That's a small victory. And you just keep doing that until you get to the, you know, you graduate 
Hull Week, and then you graduate SEAL training, and then you get to the SEAL team, and you do a platoon, and then another platoon, and deployments, and like pretty soon you're like, holy cow, I've got 26 years under my belt. How did I get here? But it's one step at a time. You know, uh, Admiral McRaven, I think I, I think it's right. Yeah. He has this, this very famous uh, YouTube video where he talks about making your bed. I think he even wrote a book, like make your bed. And what he's saying right there is that's a small victory. The day could have gone to shit, but you got up in the morning, you made your bed, you come home to a made bed. That's a small victory. You're like, oh, maybe my life isn't so terrible because I have a made bed because I created a small victory in my life. And then, so that's really what Never Quit is all about. The A is accept failure. I think we just covered that. The K is kill mediocrity. Again, I talk about compete. The way you kill mediocrity in your life is you, you compete. You compete in, in giving. You compete in kindness. You compete in gratitude. Compete against your ego because it knows everything to make you mediocre. You compete against the world that's around you that is asking you to be mediocre. Uh, the E is expose your fears. Um, and I don't mean the lions and tigers and bears. I mean like the <laughs> fears that, that keep you up at night. The fears like, you know, when you're alone in your car and these thoughts come in and they just start racing around and you're like, you get super pissed off and you get into an argument with no one that's even there. You're by yourself, but it's the things that someone else is controlling your happiness actually. Or let's just say you have a, uh, a fear of public speaking, or maybe you were bullied as a kid and you have low self-esteem. I actually got an email about this um, a couple of weeks ago. And so when I talk about like lower, like um, if you have low, low self-esteem, go take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class for a year because, and I say, you know, in five seal secrets. And, uh, and I had someone write back to me and say, like, hey man, I really love the exposure fears because after I read your five seal secrets, I went out and I, um, and I joined a, a, a gym that had probably a UFC gym that has uh, kickboxing and jujitsu in it. And, you know, and I'm, I'm learning skills now that help me to uh, defend myself and help me raise my self-esteem. Because when you go to a jujitsu class, you're going to be, you're going to learn a skill set that's going to make you a better fighter, help you defend yourself, um, give you confidence. And what you're going to find are the people that you are surrounding yourself with in that gym. Um, they're going to want you to get better. And you're going to be forced to fight someone every night that you go to class. You're going to learn a skill and then you're going to put it to work. And you're going to learn skill and you're going to put it to work. And through that skills building and the work that you're going to do, you're fighting someone, you're building self-confidence, you're building, uh, you're building internal um, skills that you're able to apply in the outside world. And so if you, if you have conflict with someone, you, you can at least defend yourself in whatever way or de-escalate the situation because you know what you're capable of doing. And you don't know what they have, but you have the confidence, self-confidence to de-escalate the situation. And so... Uh, so that's, you know, one way of, of exposing your fears. Another is, you know, if you have a fear of public speaking, go speak in front of people, go create a, a, a keynote presentation and then just start giving it or take a public speaking class or an acting class and get in front of your peers and speak. You're afraid to speak in front of them because you think that everyone else thinks that you want to, they want you to fail. And really everyone that comes to see you speak, they want you to succeed. They want you to deliver some powerful message that's going to change their life, or at least they want you to they don't want to watch you fail on stage. They want you to be successful, um, whether it's in a class or in front of thousands of people. That's a thing that we have to change in our mind. And then there's this other, this other way that you can kind of expose your fears. And I have a, one of my business coaches and friends, he likes to say that fear does not exist on paper. And so he's in the, in the, like the, the rich category of like with a B behind his name. <laughs> and, uh, and so, <laughs> and so, 
he what he so he's he actually sold a company a real estate company for 3.4 he took it from 300 million dollars to 3.4 3.4 billion dollars and and sold it and uh and he still struggles with with stress and anxiety and all these things himself but when he when those things start like taking control of him what he'll do is he'll pull over he'll go to a starbucks he'll get a cup of coffee and he'll take a pen and a piece of paper and he'll write down every one of those stresses those anxieties those things that are swirling around in his brain like controlling his happiness write them down do, do a brain dump and then he'll read them back and he'll like dude that that's really the thing that's bothering me like when you expose your fears when you put it on paper it's like you killing a vampire. The way you kill a vampire is you expose it to sunlight. Fear is the same way. Like as soon as you pull those fears from that dark place of your brain and bring them out into the open and, 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 and present them to the world, expose them to the world, you control the fears and the fear no longer controls you. And the D is to do the work. The doing the work is about crushing the status quo. You know, we, we talk about mediocrity. We talk about... Um, you know, not, I can do it tomorrow. You know, when I, good enough is good enough. It's actually not good enough. Taking action is good enough. Moving forward is good enough. Do the work, like move forward, take action, try to make yourself better in every single way. You know, I have this, I had this epiphany in, in, you know, in SEAL training. And I thought when I graduate the SEAL training, when I graduate from BUDS, life in the SEAL teams is going to be pretty good. Because you know you're gonna get like warm clothes and it's, you know you don't have people yelling at you and all this other stuff and I was I was absolutely wrong. You show up at the SEAL teams and they, that's the first thing they do is they start yelling at you and making you go do stupid stuff. Um, but one of the things that they expect you to do is every day you show up to work is you have to perform better than you did the day before. They and we don't care if you're a senior guy, a junior guy, a middle of the road guy. Like your job is to perform better than you did yesterday, and that's why they say the only easy day is yesterday. So like. You, you can't be mediocre in the SEAL teams. You have to like show up and you have to do the work and you have to do it every single day. And that's what we're expected. That's what we expect of you. And you have to do that in your life. You just, you have to show up and you have to do the work and you have to perform better than you did yesterday. It's, there's no days off. There are days off. Like you, maybe you do need to take a, a rest day, but when you're in that rest day, you're still doing things that are going to move you forward for the next day. Dude, that was so badass. And so, <laughs> and so that's really what it's all about. It's never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. That was incredible, man. The the exposing fears thing there was huge. I, I, I you might know the guy. Do you know a guy named uh, Eric Urisk? He's a uh, MMA fighter. He he's he tra He's one of the head trainers over there at Throwdown with Jocko. And I had him on, and he was talking about like he was training with Dominic Cruz, and uh, they were getting ready for fights. And he was like, "You're good." He's like, "But you'll never be great because you're afraid to lose in the gym because you're afraid to expose like your weaknesses and work on the stuff you're not good at." And he said he was pissed. He was like, man, fuck you. You know, and then like he went home and he was like, I got so mad at him because he's 100% right. And he went back and he fixed that. And I, I think that, that that's such a huge thing that everybody needs to, in the age of social media, man, when it's it's girls and Ferraris and Lamborghinis on Instagram, like exposing yeah. the failures and exposing the weaknesses and, and actually exposing them to, like you said, full circle, get naked and just be open to what it is and be vulnerable, but more important to expose them so you can be the best version of yourself. I think it's, it's freaking incredible life-changing advice for anybody, regardless of what they do, or who they are. Yeah. You know, it, and it's, it's interesting that the two things I get the most feedback on are either expose your fears or kill mediocrity. And oftentimes they're, they're interchangeable. I've gotten the most back for uh, exposing my exposing fears. Like I, you know, the first time I kind of sent it out to someone, I sent it to a buddy of mine. He, 
he called me. We were chatting about some other things that he had going on. And, uh, and I had just written this thing. And I was like, hey, hey, check this thing out. And, uh, and, and he was kind of struggling at work with, with the CEO of the company. He's in the outdoor apparel industry. And the, the CEO, they just, the, the company got a big infusion of cash. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, hey, Jim, talk to, you know, talk to your CEO about these things. And, you know, what's the goal? And you can like backwards plan from there, you know, near term goals, medium, long range goals and, and things like that. And, uh, and, as, and, and by the way, check out my five seal secrets. I just wrote it like, you know, give me some feedback. He didn't get back to me right away, um, but he read it. Apparently he read it. He printed it out. And then he laminated it and, and pasted it to his wall so he could continue to, to, to look at it. And, uh, and the next day, he went into his CEO's office. And my buddy Jim, is he's kind of a reserved guy. But he goes in and he was like, okay, okay, Nick, here's the deal. Like, very assertive. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to perform for you if, if things continue the way they are. And the CEO was like, what? First of all, why are you being assertive? Why are you, being, uh, why are you saying you're afraid? And uh, why are you being honest about it? Because no one does any of those things. He was like, I'm exposing my fears right now. I'm afraid if you come at us the way that you did, you know, whatever last week and uh, all these demands with no plan of action and just like start laying the hammer down, I'm not going to be able to lead the team and get us where we need to go, where we need to be for the things that we need to do. And the CEO was like, what, what is this exposure? What is this five seal secret? What are you talking about? Can you send that to me? And so uh, uh, my very first speaking event, I was in Colorado. Uh, where, where my buddy lives. And uh, he told me, I was like, hey, man, how'd that thing with your CEO go? He was like, oh, let me tell you the story. <laughs> and so that's, you know, it, it's impacted so many people's lives. I've, I've it, you know, if, if nothing else comes out of this, just the lives that have been impacted from it are, it's just awesome. That's freaking incredible, man. I love that. I was getting goosebumps. It's, it's so, every part of that it was just, I really feel like you found your thing, man. Like that, that's really cool. I think it's extremely impactful. And I was thinking about that when you were saying it, I was like, it makes me want to go get like the things from my office, like one for each letter and just hang them up. Like, you know how they have like the, like the motivational things over there and just every day, right. like if I look at that. I'm like, just that every day, a little bit better every day. Don't quit. Kill me. It's good stuff, man. So I know we were talking about some of your clients prior, but for people that are listening, um, multiple things you said, like fitness, like all kinds of different shapes and sizes or people you're helping get all these things back on track. So talk about some of the different people you can work with some of the clients you have now, like some of the different ways you can help people. You, you know, one of the things I, um, I like helping people with, uh, leadership and mindset issues. I like doing one-on-one -on -one coaching more than I do group coaching. I do do group coaching. I just, I don't enjoy it as much as, you know, um, being able to like, the first thing that you have to do it, when, when coaching someone and maybe, maybe coaching is the wrong word, maybe advising or, or whatever is, uh, is you have to establish the trust. Like if, if, if you don't trust me enough to tell me the things that are bothering you, even things that you may not share with your significant other, like I, those are things that I need to know because those are probably some things that you're struggling with that are affecting their compound, the second and third order effects that are affecting other things in your life. So first thing we have to do is, is trust, but I have, you know, I have CEOs of, of, of several companies. Um, I have, you know, just friends that have reached out and was like, Hey man, can you, you know, help me with, with these things? You know, I have a, I actually have a, a, a client who's in the cannabis world. Uh, up in Canada. And, you know, I'm helping him with some, you know, some uh, fitness stuff. 
and also some business stuff as well. And, you know, potentially we'll do actual CBD business uh, here in the U.S. Potentially, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, that, that's not what it's about. It's really about helping him reach the goals that he wants to reach, helping him improve his life in the way that he, you know, he, and he's, you know, multi, multi-millionaire. And, uh, and, but, you know, I can still help him get to other places. I was talking to another CEO of a, of a very large company that I won't mention, uh, but I think it's in the Chicago area. And so potentially I will be out that way at some point uh, for some coaching um, where he was like, tell me about this coaching thing that you do. And I said, uh, well, tell me about your company. You know, you do, you have computer stuff, software stuff, hardware stuff, people stuff. And, uh, and I'm like, I can't help you with the computer, software, hardware, whatever. I'm, I'm an idiot there. But let's talk about the people side of it. Do your leaders in your organization perform the way that you want them? Do they perform at, at the optimal level that you want them to perform? Do they perform for their, the people under them the way that you think that they should perform? And he was like, oh, my God, I got this one person that does this and the other person that does this and the thing and the other thing. And I wish they would do that. And I'm like, OK, so those are things that I can I can help with. Like I can work with them one on one. And, you know, if they want the help, if they want to improve, I can help them. But if they don't want to improve, I can't help them. Like if they're not willing to do the work, the D, get naked, do the work and expose their, you know, ex- you know be, be vulnerable so that I can help them. And then they apply the stuff that they, that, that, that I think needs to happen. I mean, it's kind of like medicine. Medicine is, is a practice. It's not a science. It's take two of these and call me in the morning. Tell me how you feel. You know, that kind of thing. Like try this. Try the thing that you've never done before. Make bold adjustments that you've never done before implement new things that you've never done before because you're comfortable doing things this way be a little bit uncomfortable and but they have to be willing to say ask for help and that's usually the hardest thing it's not even the the financial piece of it they have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to say hey i need outside help uh to to because i want to get better and i i kind of struggled with this in the beginning but then i looked back you know when i first was ex- was exposed to business coaching or mindset or whatever. I was like, I don't need that stuff. I'm a Navy SEAL, whatever. But you know, then I look back at my time in the SEAL teams and we always went out and found experts in a field to help us get better at whatever it was. You know, when I taught sniper school, we went to other shooting schools to help us be better at long range shooting. Like we're good at the thing that we do. When we do close quarters combat, we go to a school and they teach us how to shoot faster, how to do transition our weapons faster, how to do all these other things faster. They don't help us with the tactics, techniques, and procedures. They help us get better at the, at the small things that we need to get better at, the things that are going to save our lives. Um, all of it saves our lives. But if we can be better at shooting, if we, I, I just need to be 1% faster than the bad guy. That's all I need. Um, and so we can continue to improve ourselves. You know, for example, we were doing a deployment to Baghdad and the guys that were deployed said, hey, we're doing a lot of building, cli- we're climbing the outside of buildings, like two, three stories at a time. You know, if you can, and we're like, this is the stuff that we're using. If you can find uh, a way to, to figure out how to do this better than we're doing it right now, you will set yourself up for success when you get here. So what did we do? We went out and found climbing coaches that would teach us how to climb buildings in an urban environment while wearing body armor and weapons and night vision goggles and magazines. And we're like, have like 30, 40 pounds on our body. And we're climbing the sides of, you know, 
two, three story buildings to set up in a, in a, a, an area before we actually assault on the target. And, or, you know, we, you know, we, we climb the building and then we come down from the, from the, from the, from the top down and then from the, and then kind of meet in the middle, depending on what the scenario is. But yeah, but yeah, you know, we continued to always, when we wanted to improve ourselves in the SEAL teams, we went out and hired coaches. We went out and found people who were really good at the thing that we wanted to improve on. And we hired them and we had no problem paying the money. And then we, and then we were better at the end of the day. And once I wrapped my mind around that, like, why don't I go hire an expert? And so that's how I, you know, that's how I'm, I'm here today. I went out and hired people to help collapse time so that I could get better at the things that I wanted to get better. And it also helped me find my, my way to, to where I am today. Dude, I, I echo that over and over again. I, I don't know anybody. And I know a lot of successful people at this point in my life. I don't know any of them that did it on their own and didn't find somebody on a, some level to help them get to the next level, the next level, the next level. And I tell everybody, like I, I get people that go for the real estate side. I can figure it out on my own. I'm like, I'm sure you can, but very, very smart people have already figured it out. And it took them five years and they lost X amount of dollars doing that. So yes, you can, but why would you? And I, I always refer to like coaching or training or consulting as shortcuts and safety nets. I always want to do things faster and safer. Why wouldn't I go find somebody that can help me do that? It's, it's crazy. So what you're doing, man, I think is freaking incredible. For people that are interested in uh, seeing if you guys can be a good fit to work together on any level to help them be the best that they can be in business, or if anybody's looking to connect with you to make their mental or physical or anxiety or stress on the CBD side go away, book you for a speaking gig, book you for a podcast, talk all the ways they can connect with you and your companies. Uh, let's see. I would say the first thing to do is go to 5sealsecrets.com, the number 5sealsecrets.com. Put your name and email in there. You get an email from me. It's the 5 Seal Secrets. You want to uh, talk about, you know, coaching or anything else, just reply to that email. That's step number one. Um, and read five seal secrets so that you, you understand really what we're talking about here. Um, and then, you know, for CBD, nw-recovery.com, or you can type in nakedwarriorrecovery.com. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, Instagram is either nakedwarriorrecovery or william.r.branham. I post the same stuff on everything from TikTok to Facebook <laughs> and LinkedIn. Uh, more or less if it's a video on, on TikTok. And, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to, to work with new people and, uh, you know, just be, be prepared to be a little bit vulnerable. You don't have to be vulnerable in the beginning, but we're certainly going to, we're going to dig into some stuff. And, you know, if you want, uh, someone to help you hold yourself accountable, be willing to do the work because that's, you know, that's what we're, that's what it's all about. I don't want to take your money and no, and, and you not do the work like that's keep your money and, don't be mediocre. Find someone that, that will motivate you in, in a different way than me. Um, but you know, if you, if you want to, if you, if you want to level up, if you want to improve yourself by even like 0.001%, I, I might be able to help, you know, as you were talking, Nick, I was thinking about, um, you know, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of, of all times. He hired a separate coach from the coaches on the team. He, you know, and, and which helped make him better you know, Olympic athletes, every one of them have coaches. Everyone that is a high performer has a coach. All of the coaches that I have have coaches. So if you, if you kind of think about it like that, it's like, we all want to get better and we can't do it alone. I a hundred percent agree with that, sir. So I always enjoy whenever we get to talk, man. It's always a pleasure. I said it from the beginning, but you're the kind of guy that 
I just always find myself rooting for. You're always out there. You're doing your thing, man. I very enjoy all your products. I enjoy your social media. I always enjoy our talks, and I definitely look forward to getting you a deep dish pizza in Chicago or a thin crust pizza in New York, or maybe we get some Hawaiian pizza in, in Hawaii one of these days sometime soon, man. But I have a number of people that I definitely want to connect you with and link you up with after this. But anybody listening, uh, look at the show notes. I'll have all the links for the show notes to connect with you and all the links you just talked about and all your social media on the podcast page show notes when this comes out next week. Any final thoughts before I let you go, sir? I think uh, final thoughts are if you're stuck anywhere in life, then you should make some bold adjustments. And when I say bold adjustments, what I mean is sometimes they seem like the most ridiculous things in the world. They, you know, might even be the opposite of what you're doing now. And where I kind of got that idea from is uh, when, when I was teaching sniper school and, and I went back into the SEAL platoons, uh, as, as a senior sniper, and we would spend a lot of time on the reins. Oftentimes, we, you know, senior guys are sighting new weapons in and, and things like that. And, uh, and they would make these small adjustments to their optic, and the bullets just never seemed to move across the paper to the, to the bullseye. And so I would see this all the time, and I would just go over, and I, can I, may I see your, your gun? And I would pick it up, and I would make these just un, ungodly, just ridiculous, bold adjustments to their optic. And then I would hand it to, back to them. And they look at me like with this, you know, look of disbelief, like, bro, you just probably broke it. And my, 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 <laughs> my, my bullets are going to like do a 90 degree turn out the barrel. And I'm like, just like humor me, just like take a shot. And what would happen is their bullets would move to the other side of the paper, the other side of the bullseye, but much closer to the bullseye than where they were. So I just came over, I made bold adjustments to their optics and I actually got them closer. Like I overshot and I knew I would, but that's okay. Got them closer to the bullseye than what they were doing when they were making very small adjustments. So in life, if, you, if you're stuck and you, all the things that you're doing don't seem to work, make a bold adjustment and do something that's radically different outside of what you're comfortable doing. And that's probably the right thing to do. And then you can adjust and, and bring yourself back into where you, where you wanna be. So, I love that analogy, man. I think that's fantastic. Wise words and the perfect way to end this podcast today. You, sir, bring your A-game to everything you do in this interview. has been no different. Thank you for bringing your A-game to the A-game podcast. Mr. William Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it.